So I am wearing um, shorts today. <laughs> yes, and that is because of the heat. Um, and I hate it. I hate every bit of it, except for like I need to wear these shorts. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Uh, today we have an awesome episode lined up. We're changing things up a little bit. I know last week we voted against uh, or between the Russells and the Nika. And, um, Nika won out, but we decided this week that we're going to kind of be a little more with the times, a little more appropriate. We're going to drink something else. Uh, before we get to that, though... Um, just want to let you guys know, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook, uh, hit us up on Patreon, and uh, most you know, like, just definitely hit us up on, like, Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to talk to you, see what you guys are drinking, uh, tell us what mm-hmm. we should be drinking, uh, you know, let us know how you're enjoying your, our favorite beverage, a whiskey. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, before we get into things, I do want to talk about this week, we are, uh, you know, things are crazy, things are really weird in the world, especially here in the United States this week. Um, we, uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that are taking time off this week and just not putting episode out, um, so that people who feel like they have more important issues can be heard. Uh, we're not going that direction. What we're going to do instead is uh, we are going to be drinking, uh, some uncle nearest 1856. Uh, it's, uh, the coals get more into this. It's a distillery that is owned uh, by African Americans, and it pays tribute to one of the most influential, I would say, African Americans in the whiskey business in the Americas. So we'll get into more of that a little bit later. But we just wanted to change things up on you a little bit. Hopefully, you're all right with that. The other nice thing about doing this is it gives us a little more time to start talking to some distillers and things like that. So I'm hoping maybe we kind of get on a two weeks out. So we'll pick our beverage of choice for the next two weeks out that we have a little more time to get ready for each episode anyway that's the business let's get to the podcast cole how you doing buddy i'm hot man (laughs) um i mean first of all it's 109 degrees out right now 7 p.m when we're recording it's 95 degrees inside because my ac broke yesterday and 95 degrees inside. Oh, so I have man. a feeling by the end of this uh, episode we're recording, I will be dripping sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's not that big a deal. You know, I can survive in 95 degrees right now. Um, <laughs> I slept okay last night. It wasn't terrible, man. so I can't complain there. Um, so what? Yeah, but it's been hot so out. So what, what do your, what do your uh, nights cool down to? How cool does it get? Um... I want to say high 70s which isn't too bad like i i no. would struggle in that to sleep i think but yeah let's see i i gotta look but uh it'll be a quick uh diversion so tonight's low will be 80 degrees oh man that's hot and yeah and we'll, we like keep the fan on keep the window open because it'll just stuff it up if we don't yeah um, stuffy hot so it's bad. i mean we the good news is that we have a home warranty now that we bought a home and it we like sort of like came with the mortgage in a way <laughs> um and so yeah that might very well take care of everything that'd be nice uh, like as an insurance policy basically so yeah. um 
with yeah it's just been a crazy week for me and i won't get too deep into it um all i'm gonna say is i've had uh, (laughs) i've had a i've had some perspective changes okay and i'm not yeah that's probably all i'm gonna say i just learned that i need to be more concerned with compassion Mm -hmm. than i do other things sometimes so that's just something i've learned this week um yeah (laughs) so and then otherwise work's been good little bit busy. Last week was stressful. This week was a little bit stressful, but it's cooled down quite a bit. Uh, what else? My pepper uh, plants had their first ripe pepper today. Nice. It was a Thai chili. Okay. I ate half of it, and I hated that. <laughs> uh, I should have made a hot sauce or something, but I was like, I'm just going to bite it. <laughs> and it was very hot. And uh, and Thais are known to be like, like they'll, they'll get you... Um, a little bit after you swallow it, it'll mm-hmm. like just still burn your mouth. Um, so that was, it was cool. It was cool. Um, <laughs> trying to think what else. Yeah. So that's kind of the big stuff going on in my life. A lot of heat, uh, a lot of uh, reflection and uh, yeah, I've been drinking some good stuff lately, nice. but um, nothing too notable. Yeah. Um I'm trying to kill this fly so in the room, que- and I hope he dies so bad. So Go the ahead. other thing, Cole, you have you need to update the listeners on is uh, what you told me just before we got on and started recording. What's the big happenings from last week to this week? Um, the big happenings. Yeah. Last from last week last you went week. on a march in your jeans in 108 degree weather. Oh, so I am wearing um, shorts today. <laughs> yes and that is because of the heat um and i hate it i hate every bit of it except for like i need to wear these shorts i'm like gonna kill this fly and i hate that our listeners are worried about the fly in my room right now but it's um, i'm just not gonna focus on it it's not there it's not there hopefully listeners don't hear a buzz in the room but yeah i like one of the other things i hate about jeans is that uh, Robbie called me uh, for the episode to like record, and I accidentally hung up on him in my pocket already because jeans pockets are actually real pockets, <laughs> and shorts pockets don't really matter. So it's like uh, it's like the whose line beginning. It's like yeah, that's right. It's the point where the, the show where the points don't count or, or I, I forget what it is, but the and the points don't matter. That's right. The points are like Shaq at the free throw line. <laughs> And, uh, or he'll be like, yeah, that's right. Uh, the points are like uh, pockets on shorts. So anyway, that's all, all right. I got. How are you doing, Robbie? <laughs> good, man. It's good talking to you. No, it's been, a, <laughs> it's been an interesting week for sure. I think there's definitely a lot going yeah. on. And, um, you know, um, I think one thing that's good is, uh, since school's not been in session, Amara is kind of shielded. So we kind of been able to keep her away from current events. So that girl gets t- like, she worries mm-hmm. more about stuff than we do. Um, Aww. yeah. So this been, I think it's been good in that sense. Um, but okay. So the weirdest thing's been happening. So I want to say like a month ago, I hit my elbow really hard. So I used to skateboard a lot when I was like in uh-huh. middle school and high school and I had like the worst elbows, like 
if I just bump it, sometimes it just swells up and like there's like all these gritty little bone oh, particles in there or something. I don't know. Anyway, oh rough. yeah. So about a month ago, I hit my elbow really hard on something. I was uh, I was putting together my flower boxes or no, I, was, I don't know. I was, no, nice. I was throwing dirt out of the pickup truck and I uh, banged it on the tailgate. Uh, anyway, so like for the ooh. last week. Like, all of a sudden, my arm, like, the nerve-wise, it's getting weird. I don't know if it's because it's repairing or something's going on. But, like, my whole arm, like, five, six, seven times a day will just go dead on me. And, like, I can't feel it. It's like oh, it's, right. like it's uh, pins and needles. Kind of, like, it fell asleep. So, that's been weird. Um, and Amara's like, what are you doing, Dad? I'm like, I can't really feel my arm right now, huh? So, that's been kind of fun, I thought. Uh, and I don't know why I feel like people need to know this. It's almost concerning. You know, it's... <laughs> Like, hey, podcast listeners, they listen to Cole's hatred of shorts and Robbie talk about his medical <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah. So then school, uh, my last day where I'd have to do meetings and like I'm off contract was on Tuesday. So that's been nice because uh just kind of opens things up a little bit more. Um, finally made mm. a trip to the liquor store since March nice. and got a couple. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got a couple of, of interesting bottles I'm excited for. Um, it's pretty crazy though because I was like they had all sorts of stuff where it was like if it was a regular week where i'd kind of pop in there i'd buy at least one of the eight bottles there so i only i mean budget wise i only got two mm-hmm. bottles but like these like guys like yeah since restaurants really haven't been operating they've been just putting all the good like all the whiskeys are going straight to the liquor stores now so had lots of good stuff there which is fun mm-hmm. so nice. yeah it's been kind of fun so anyway it's fun to be back shopping for whiskeys again I haven't done that for a while and that's about that, man. Um, and I am dying to get into this bottle. So maybe uh, you got anything else to add? Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, the fly is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not listening to me and, and just uh, focusing on the fly. Jeez. <laughs> no, I heard every word. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's great. So anyway, we'll send it to break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Uncle Nearest, eighteen fifty six. All right, back. And we are drinking, as I mentioned, probably right before the break, right before the break music, uh, Uncle Nearest, 1856. Um, so I wanted to talk about this one. This one's a really cool uh, whiskey. And um, at first it seems kind of gimmicky, but then you realize that this guy who is behind this brand is a legend in terms of especially Tennessee whiskey. Uh, most of Tennessee whiskey owes their you know recipe and, and, and process to likely a guy named Nearest Green. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, the story of Nearest Green... So the story centers around a the top-selling whiskey brand in America. You think, you know, this must be a special whiskey. Whoever made this whiskey must have really been good at what they do. You know, to, to, to be a top-selling whiskey in America, you got to have something special. Something that almost every whiskey drinker could drink. And Jack Daniels is that whiskey. But Jack Daniels, the man, did not make the whiskey so special on his own. In fact, he probably would have never made whiskey like this by himself. Uh, Jack Daniels had help, and uh, more than just help, he was taught to make whiskey by a man named Nearest Green. 
Now, nearest, his, uh, his legal name was Nathan, but apparently no one ever called him that. Uh, nearest Nathan Green was an African-American uh, born into slavery, actually, in 1820. Uh, he was emancipated after the Civil War, but before that, he was a slave of a man named Dan Call. Now, history incorrectly stated in some sources that uh, Dan taught the boy Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. But in more recent discoveries in history, uh, it is known that uh, actually his, his slave Nearest um, was the one who taught Jack Daniels how to distill. Uh, Nearest Green was the first master distiller of Jack Daniels. Um, after the 13th Amendment was ratified, freeing slaves, uh, Jack Daniels started his own distillery in 1866. He hired two of Nearest's sons. And to this day, this is what like encouraged me in a way. Um, to this day, seven generations of Nearest Green's family have worked in the Jack Daniels distillery. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, and like even to this day, there's there's a few of his uh, descendants that's that still work there, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> a woman named Fawn Weaver uh, started the brand. And the nearest green distillery in about 2017 in Shelbyville, Tennessee. And that was basically um, to give honor to this guy that uh, even Brown Foreman, the the company that owns Jack Daniels, for a long time, they did not um, acknowledge that nearest was the first master distiller of Jack Daniels. But he, he truly was. He just didn't have those titles. uh uh, I don't know how to say it. Like he, back in the day, even even after slaves were freed, that you didn't get those kind of titles. But that was his job. Like he was the master distiller of the Jack Daniels Distillery. Um. So, uh, but she wanted to give him honor, and she wanted to make a pro- or a product that was uh, similar to what he would have made. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Shelbyville, Tennessee. Uh, according to Weaver, they source now, uh, for now, from five different distilleries that are undisclosed. Uh, they use the Lincoln County process, which uh, is likely from Nearest Green himself, uh, as Fawn Weaver believes that uh, it is from water purifying techniques that were known in West Africa in the 1800s and 1700s. So... Um, it, it, there is no, there's no proof that the Lincoln County process was, uh, nearest greens, uh, introduction or rather wasn't introduced to the U S distilling, uh, by nearest green. Um, but it's very likely that he did make it as big as it was and big as it still is today. I mean, the fact that the Lincoln County process, which I'll get into in a second, we've talked about it on a few episodes, um, but the fact that it is what it takes to make the highest top selling whiskey in America means it's something special. Uh, I don't always love the Lincoln County process, but <laughs> it sells. I mean, like it does. I mean, it's crazy. So anyway, the Lincoln County process is this, uh, especially for Jack Daniels. And in this case, near screen, uh, it's, it's really every Tennessee whiskey, except for a few. I want to say, is it Benjamin Pritchard? Or no, it's just Pritchard's. I don't remember. I'm always, I always forget that one. But it's a uh, <laughs> Kentucky whiskey that does not use the Lincoln County process, and they grandfathered into the to the name uh, Kentucky. Or, I'm sorry, Tennessee whiskey. 
Uh, but nowadays, if you want to start up a and, and be a Tennessee whiskey, you have to use the Lincoln County process, which is taking unaged whiskey that you just distilled and filtering it through charcoal, specifically sugar maple charcoal, and then you age it. So what it does is, is quote, mellows it. And in a lot of ways, it can bring sweetness and caramel, caramelization flavor uh, from the, the charred sugar maple and add it to the, to the whiskey without adding anything like physically to the whiskey. You know what I mean by that, Robbie? Yes. No, like, you're not, not like mixing something you're not adding in. adding like the, yeah. what is it, the, the Coca-Cola color, the caramel coloring, like a Coke will. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it's infusing in a way but it's not adding to it it's it's kind of cool it's kind of interesting way people do it um but yeah that's the lincoln county process uh makes it different than bourbon um but it theoretically if you read certain things online you can see that tennessee whiskey could be bourbon but they don't want to be called bourbon so that's that's something to think about uh they do distill some juice themselves uh, here at uh, Uncle Nearest, or rather uh, Nearest Green Distillery, uh, but they and they intend to do all their distilling in the future. Uh, they do have uh, three big offerings. There's Uncle Nearest 1884 small batch. There's what we're drinking today, the 1856 premium aged whiskey, and they also have an 1820 single barrel, which is an 11 year, which is pretty crazy. I would love to get my hands yeah. on one of those. Uh, what we're drinking today, the Uncle Nearest 1856. After they perform the Lincoln County process and it's applied, they age the whiskey in number four charred barrels, which is, you know, a little up there, uh, for anywhere from seven to 14 years with an entry proof of 110. And apparently Nearest Green also entry proofed at about 110. Um, and this is final product is 100 proof. And uh, that's basically all the info I got on this bottle. Um, but it's definitely a Tennessee uh, style. And, uh, you know, they're going for that. And they're going for that kind of Jack Daniels. I, I think in a lot of ways, Jack Daniels is going for what Nearest Green went for. And uh, so is this bottle. So okay. uh, that's the history I got. It is uh, total wine price is uh, sorry fifty nine ninety nine, which is what I got it for at yesterday, at total wine yesterday. Nice. And um, yeah, so let's let's pop yeah. this. You got a bottle. I got a bottle. Let's do a double cork pop right, today. I got I got to break my paper around the top here. Oh yeah, that's part Wait. of it. I'm gonna break it near the mic. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh man. All right. Still pulling at it. You ready? Oh crap! You... I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. But I got my I, <laughs> ready to pop the cork. <laughs> Were you pulling at it, Cole? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, you wait. So you go first. Right, here goes. Little one. Nah, I like that one. Yeah. I'm gonna go for a bigger pour because it's been one of those weeks. Me too. Do because Yolo. Do we need to do iced first? That because I have a feeling your ice is not gonna stay very icy long. No, I um. I it intentionally brought a lot of ice, and I kept my ice container in the freezer for a while. So I think I'll make okay. it. Okay. But uh, yeah, I I had to definitely think about that. Ooh, good smell, especially for you know. I'll be honest. I I don't love Jack Daniels. I I'll drink it. Heck, dude, I'll drink it over a lot of whiskeys. Um, but 
sometimes Jack Daniels has, and sometimes it's good. Like if I drink a Jack Daniels like single barrel barrel proof, mm-hmm. um, that's good. I could drink that, and it's got like the little bananas to it. I mean, every Jack Daniels product, in my opinion, has a little bit of bananas to it, and I think that has a little bit to do with the Lincoln County process because even their rise, they use the Lincoln County process. Um, but I'm not. I, I guess I haven't sniffed too hard yet, but whoa, that's <laughs> oof. I think it's because my bottle is warm and it's pretty vaporous <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> did, you, did you drink before we started this, Cole? No, you're, but am I uh, am I on fire? You, like little, you got cold giddiness about you right now. It's kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, That's so, good. It's probably the heat, man. I'm probably going to pass out. <laughs> so speaking of bananas, I full, my daughter, uh, which one? Juniper, no, Finley today, went full donkey, not Donkey Kong, uh, Mario Cardami. She was eating a banana. She's like, I don't like this banana, and threw the banana at me. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't know. Really. Okay. But yeah. And I, I spun around in the chair and went whoop, 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 whoop. So. Um, and you lost one of your shells. I did. Um, so I'm getting t- tons of, uh, like, there's a lot. It's super caramely. Not like, but not like a really rich, sweet kind of caramel scent to it. But it's definitely caramely. And I'm getting a lot of spice. Like, that, kind of like a rye spice almost. So, Are you getting alcohol vapors? Or is that just my warm whiskey? I'm getting some. It's not. Okay. It's not like your woo you gave earlier. There's a little, there's some there for sure. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I'm getting that very strong, but listeners just know that's probably because I have very, like probably near 80 to 90 degree whiskey right now in my um, <laughs> glass. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, sweetness, general sweetness, like a sugary sweetness, mm-hmm. but I'm getting a lot of that alcohol, uh, but I'm not getting bananas. Which is interesting. I assume this is going to be a little bit older. This is seven years at least, so I assume this is going to be a decent amount older than Jack Daniels. Which I forget <clears throat> what standard Jack is aged, but it's probably like less than four years, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, it's super. I will say it's a. You know, I think a lot like an Irish, like the whole Tennessee whiskey thing. It's it's kind of a, gosh, kind of more like your fast food of whiskey kind of a thing where it's every like i know you're gonna mm. kind of you're kind of get the same thing every time um yeah i will say it's good this is good i like this it's uh, i'm getting a lot of apples on it um little bit of bitterness not much just a tiny bit um but i mean this is it's super sippable it's delicious um nothing too profound it's not one of, it's not super complex i guess i'm you know a lot of apples a little bit of caramel Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you getting? Yeah, I'm just getting a general little sugariness. I dig it. Um, it is high proof for you know your typical Tennessee type whiskey. That's true. Um, yeah, I, but it doesn't. You know, I will say it's not. It doesn't have a high like. It doesn't have a bonded like a fifty percent kind of a burn yeah. to it. You know, like like, like McKenna. Like I get a lot of, like. Henry McKenna, I'll get a good, like, I can tell it's a higher, you know, it's a well above 40. Um, but this is, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, I'm just getting, like, um, I think you're right. It's not, like, super uh, complex. It's good. Yeah. I mean, like, I love a sweet whiskey. And, okay, here goes the word. It is very smooth, especially in the front of the palate. Yes. Um, the, the flavor is, 
I hate to use this word as well, but it's mellowed. It is. Like, you can kind of get a, um, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to find other words for what I'm thinking. But it, it's 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 better. It's easily 10 times better than Jack Daniels. Um, so I don't want people to think, like, it's just a mellowed, mm. smooth whiskey similar to Jack Daniels. No, it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. It knows. Um, it's I can't great. get my finger on the notes. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, I already dropped my water, so I'm not going to try to get into that real quick. I'm not, are you still, uh, still going neat? No, I'm dropping now. Okay. Um, I like it. It's, it's good. I think uh, this is definitely a bottle where if someone is just getting into whiskey, I would, I would pull this one out for sure. I think, um, oh, yeah. it's not going to, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to like this, you know, like, you know, fast food's not bad. Like, so there's times where I'm just like, oh, dude, I just want to get a Carl's Jr. hamburger because I know what I'm going to get. It's going to yeah. be this sloppy, greasy mm-hmm. thing that I'm going to get this every single time, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I gravitate towards a fast food. This one, this would be one I gravitate towards. I like it a lot. Um, it's not too complex. It's just, this is just a, it's a good whiskey, you know? And I think definitely for someone who's mm-hmm. just getting into it, you give this to them and they, you know, it's not going to throw them for a loop in too many ways it's really good though although you know i could see you know pouring one for my wife and the 50 percent might get might get to her a little more quickly because <laughs> the burn's not really there it doesn't it doesn't taste like it's a little bit higher proof so maybe I don't know. for sure this um i did this before i even i haven't sipped it yet with water but uh I did get a note on the finish, the the second sip I took with uh, just the neat pour, and it was a it was a woodiness crap. Um, it was a now that's a okay word, um, but um, it definitely it didn't taste super oaky, mm-hmm. but it was. So I I uh, see where you, I'm getting a little bit like cherry. I thought it was getting out, like it might have been oh, apple. Yeah, but I'm getting, that's a good I'm note, but like a like a cherry wood, maybe like a yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I could see that, or like even not like uh, you ever have a not too sweet black cherry. Yeah, I know you're talking about the wood, mm-hmm. um, but like almost like a dense black cherry not like a maraschino like mini guy that's like sweet and awesome and delicious yeah maraschino <laughs> um this is like a you go to the grocery store and you grab a frozen bag of black cherries like and a bean you thaw one a of them rainier cherry what's that or is it being bing maybe a bing is the good red maybe ones. a little bit but it, but not too sweet like i'm not saying it's like like blow your mind sweet i'm saying like it's a little bit dense it's a little bit um you know it's got some sweetness to it but just a a dense cherry without being too sweet so that's kind of the notes i'm getting a little bit on the neat so now i gotta finally sniff on the the water pour that i just yeah so yeah it's better i I I mean it's a little less uh vaporous at least you know i like the there's still a little bit of there's a little bit more bitterness there on the finish for me but um Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm definitely getting a little bit more like the cherry or something like, and uh, there's still still that caramely kind of a sweetness to it, uh, but it's not like super sweet in my opinion. It's it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good balance. This would be a part of my yeah. well balanced breakfast. 
Yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> this is I, I'm with you. The bitterness is somewhat there with just a little bit of water. It's not. It's not a, ga- a deal breaker. The the bitterness. No. Uh, but it's there. Um. But that cherry, that that note that I had is kind of and and the just like a just just like a wood grain and a little bit of cherry that's kind of that's kind of the mixture i'm getting here um so yeah that's that's what i'm getting and it's good i don't know what i like more the uh yeah i definitely like the neat more because the bitterness isn't really there as much yeah all right i dropped my cube bus driver drop drop that that cube. cube here we go um for me it's it's a little more it's definitely muted um kind of i'm i don't know if i'm just thinking cherry and i'm going cherry but i'm definitely starting to get a little bit more cherry on it which is it's nice i like Mm -hmm. oh shoot moose is wagging his tail against the door hopefully it's not getting too moose yeah moose got kicked out again moose has been a bad (laughs) boy this week i said some chicken oh yeah i was working out during the girl's nap and i put some chicken on the counter to thaw and i hear clunk clunk Clunk, clunk. I come running in, and Moose is trying to oh, pull no. the plate off. He's pretty amazing, though. Like, he will pick up, like, a cup. Like, the girls have, like, a cup of milk on the counter. He'll pick it up and set it down without spilling it, and then he'll lick it out of the cup. Wow. Yeah. He's pretty good like that. <laughs> but he's pretty bad like that, too. It's funny. So now, and, yeah, exactly. And now when we come home, right away, Finley's like, let's go see what Moose did, Dad. He better not eat garbage. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, um... I can't wait to hear them say sentences. Dude, they're so fun. you're gonna love it. It's so much fun. Ah, we were driving. Home, anyway. We were driving home today. Juniper we fell uh-huh. down on her bike, and she was telling Namara about. It. She goes, "I fell down on my bike. Oh, it was a rough day." <laughs> oh, Juni said Super that. Super dramatic. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, um, I'm digging the. Oh, they're gonna be so much fun to watch grow <laughs> they're up. Fun. Uh, I am digging the nose with ice. I think so far it might be my favorite. It is. Yeah, like the like, yeah cherries. For I'm me. getting cherries. I'm not getting like the vapor on it's gone, which is it doesn't always happen with ice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm digging the nose. The nose, yeah, ice is. I my don't favorite mind nose. Yeah, they. I think there's a little. Yeah, there's still bitterness, especially in the finish. But the front of the palate's pretty good with ice. It is kind of refreshing, but then it kind of ends, and it's just like nah. I'm bitter. Nah, I'm not. You know, for me, the bitterness is gone with the ice. Well, no, it's there a little bit. Good. There a little bit. Not like the water. The water mm-hmm. was definitely bitter. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm digging this with the ice though. This is good. That cherry's yeah. there for sure. I'm getting a little bit of like an oak, but not much. Uh huh. Yeah. This is this. This um, might be. I mean, it's a little more expensive to kind of just be an introductory bottle. That's my thing. But this might be my jam for you know, I like whiskey. Cool. Let's let's pour let's pour a dram of this because this is this is nice mm-hmm. and it's easy, just an easy sipper. This might even be, uh, this might even be a good um, introduction to hundred proof whiskey. Yeah. Someone's like, I really want to get into hundred proof whiskey, but I've not <laughs> gotten into that before. And be like, I know just the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like. Do I need to proof it to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm liking this. I'll, I'll grab my nearest bottle. Hi-yo. Hi-yo. 
Um, all right. You got a? Do you have a rating in mind yet? Um, <clears throat> I do. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll go you go first. first. All right. So we always promise to be honest with uh, reviews, and I wouldn't again pay sixty bucks for this one. Um, it's good. It's one of the better Tennessee whiskeys I've ever had. Um, I might pay forty dollars for this. <clears throat> okay. Um, but that brings my rating. And so why why I say that is it's just it's it's good, but it's not great. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, it's I can't say it's not great. It is great. Um, but it's not down my alley the favorite kind of thing that I would want to have on my shelf. Uh, like I said, I would spend about 40, maybe, maybe 45 on this guy. Um, I'm interested to see what their 1888 or 18 something. Um, their other, their lower, like their $40 bottle, excuse me, their $40 <laughs> bottle. Uh, but I give this one a 7.9, Okay. 7.95. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close to you. I was thinking, about seven point eight. Um, but I think mm-hmm. so. It, I'm not a huge Tennessee whiskey fan. I think, and that that's uh, kind of holding me back on it. Um, that being said, yeah. as far as Tennessee whiskeys go, this is probably my favorite. So um, yeah. I think the other cool thing, kind of with you. you know, this is kind. This is a you know, it is a little more expensive than I would probably want to pay. Probably around fifty ish, forty five, fifty ish. But you know, one of the cool things about having whiskey is having having it with your friend. Or having it with someone, mm-hmm. who, someone new you don't even know. But this is a this bottle is a conversation starter. You know, it's got a lot of history behind sure. it. You know, you can bring up the Jack Daniel stuff. You can bring up the fact that, like, you know, it's, um, you know, I think it's kind of cool because Silverback and this one, um, you know, you have master distillers and owners who are um, women, which is really cool. So there's like story there. Yeah. Um, this one happens to be also owned by you know an African American, which. There's not a lot of distilleries that are owned by African Americans, no. which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this bottle has yeah. it has a lot of you know story to it. You can get into some discussions and bring some stuff up, so which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go. What did I say? Seven point eight. That's where I'm gonna go. Yep. So if you're not a huge Tennessee whiskey yep. fan, I think it's worth checking out. It is good. It's my favorite Tennessee whiskey, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. The other thing I would say. And I hope this doesn't sound super disrespectful. Um, but if I had the choice of this and Jack Daniels Barrel Proof, I might go Jack Daniels Would you? Barrel Proof. Okay. Yeah. All right. But um, that's just to, to clarify my, is this my favorite Tennessee whiskey? It's close. It's it's close. But they're about the same price, too. Yeah. Um, What's so. Barrel Proof, so it's usually like around 64% or so? Uh, uh Yeah. I want to say it's like about 60-ish, yeah. typically. Yeah. Okay, and that's something there too. I mean, I I think most people kind of pre- that like whiskey prefer the barrel proof anyway, so that kind of changes it. But this is not, you know, I, I yeah, I, I'd nope. like to see some the other uh, the other bottles that they have. It'd be uh, definitely yeah, interested. I would really be really interested. Yeah, yeah especially in that um, single barrel that they mentioned on their website. Yeah. All right. So, Anything else to say? Yes, it's time for okay. No, okay. I think it's time for whiskey world news.
All right, this is Whiskey World News, part of the show where we read an article and then we talk about it. We didn't write this article, we just found it on the internet. So here we go. Um, this one, I don't know, this, it's a little bit different format than we usually go to. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. We'll just I think it has some good discussion to it. Um, but uh, it's from, where is it? From Gear Patrol. And it's written by Will Price and it's titled, 20 of the best looking bottles of whiskey you can buy. There's great whiskey then there's great-looking whiskey. The best bottles to look at might imply what a distillery is all about in a way that pleases the eye. They could stand out from shelves full of script types and black-and-white illustrations of long-dead tycoons, like Nika's from the barrel, or they just make a home bar back look darn good, like Blanton's Gold or the Irish Whiskey Powers Gold. Either way, sometimes you can judge a whiskey by its cover. Here are some of the best-looking bottles you can buy. And I'll just kind of go through a couple that they suggest. They say uh, Willett Family Estate Rye. Um, nice. They go Wolves Whiskey, which I've never seen. Uh, yeah. Mellow Corn. Um, they love or hate it. Decidedly 80s vibe on its label, and the whiskey inside is one of the most unique on the shelf. Uh, they have E.H. Taylor Small Batch, uh, Old Rip Van Winkle 10-Year, um, Brooklatic Port Charlotte. Brooklatic. Brooklatic. Yeah. Port Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Koval bourbon, and this one I thought was Seagram Seven <laughs> Crown. Uh, say what you will about Seagram Seven, yeah. its impact on drinking culture is undeniable. Its website calls it an American icon, and its label places a crown on top <laughs> of an enormous red seven. It may not be good whiskey, but the arrogant label slapped on the plastic bottle of fifteen dollars juice is worth celebrating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they say uh, Blanton's Gold, I.W. Harper Fifteen, Nika from the Barrel, nice. Booker's Bourbon. Hibiki 12, and the McAllen Single Malts, and then Powers Gold Label. So those are some of these that they listed. But, Cole, I mean, what nice. are some of your favorite bottles? Just design-wise, what bottle is probably one of your favorites? Oh, so that was, like, just by design. Yeah, just from looking. Like I said, like Seagram 7, like, it's a horrible whiskey, but they yeah. like the, the, the bottle, the, the labeling. I gotcha. And, yeah. Yeah. Um. I like the Michter's 10 se- or the Michter's like special series. Like I like the shape of that bottle. Um, and just the label. I do love looking at the antique collection bottles. Yeah. Uh, I love how they're the wine bottle style, um, you know, look. And then, uh, I like how the labels are, are uh, transparent. And then they have the bottom label. That's like paper, and uh, I I love the NT collection by the looks of it, but part of that is just a straight up appreciation for those bottles. Uh, otherwise, by the looks of it and by the you know label and stuff, I'm trying to think. Um, I always like Calumet Farms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know I'm that I'm gonna cool I'm gonna com- completely disagree with you. I can't stand. Uh, the uh, heritage collection is it heritage? Wait, what is it? The antique? antique, yeah. I can't stand the antique collection bottle. I can't stand um, same that a similar bottle to it too. Is the uh, High West Distillery? I don't like those bottles. I don't like. I don't, I don't like those. Yeah, like yeah. even like they mentioned Booker's. I don't like Booker's bottle. Like I don't like the wine bottle looking ones. Oh, you don't? I don't. Like I just don't like that. I think part of it is I have a shorter shelf too. I like shorter bottles that I can put on my shelf oh, in my cabinet. Sure. Are you yawning, Cole? The heat's no. The, heat and the drink's getting to Cole. Cole's ready for a nap. Yeah, I'm gonna pass out. In no, Cole's time. gonna go put his sleeping jeans on and pass out. Um, <laughs> I think uh, like 
I love. I think Blanton's is fun. Blanton's is a unique bottle. Um, I love. I think one of my favorites though is I really like that dead guy. Uh, uh, rogue. Yeah. Rogue dead guy whiskey. Yeah, rogue dead guy. Yeah, it's a cool model. It's, you know, um, geometric and have the like the pewter little stopper on top, which is cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think like I really like the Stag Junior bottles. I just like that kind of. Sh- Shape oh, like cool. it almost little stubs. Yeah, it kind of gets an apothecary kind of look to it. So, um, wh- what bottles do you hate? Like, what bottles do you like? Ugh, I just don't like that. Is there any? Because I have a lot. Um, yeah, I don't like the ones that are uh, square and sharp. Even though typically I like geometric things, I don't so like like, uh, not... like AD laws. Like what? No, not even not like sharp. I'm talking about like um, you ever you ever heard of AD laws Mm-mm. or um. Yeah, they they're very like sharp edges, square. Uh, you know, like Jack Daniels is square, but it's like weirdly. I don't love the Jack Daniels look either. But um, let's think. I can't. There's probably. I don't like Angel Envy bottle either. I don't like those bottles. Oh yeah, they're kind of weird. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't know. I yeah, not a huge fan of like the thinner. I don't know how, like flasky kind of a bottle. Kind of uh-huh. like Knob Creek, they get real thin and wide, and I don't know. Yeah. What was the what? Yeah, knob. I don't. Yeah. What was the bottle that I was uh, going to buy? Uh, looking at Larceny. Don't like Larceny. Yeah, I don't either. The label. I don't. Even, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that either. Anyway, yeah. that you know that's a good, but it, that's a good question to put up on. We got to put that out on Instagram. What what bottle shape? Just design wise alone, what bottle do you love? What bottle do you that's hate? That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, you should do that. Gosh, week, that would that would have uh, been a good. What whiskey would you choose? Well, we can, uh, heck, let's make it. Did heck. we just combine doing... two segments to make ultra super no. segment? <laughs> this segment is the superest segment <laughs> you've ever seen. Uh, I, I guess we're, no, you know what? Let's, let's do two. What whiskey would you choose this week? You know, Cole, I, I I'm going to disagree with you here. Let's just make super segment. Okay. Super okay, I'm down. segment. So we got to pick our our our, you know, number one. Okay. Then. So what ball are you going with number so, one? Eagle Rare Seventeen. Oh no. gosh, cool. No, I'm not gonna go that way. It's just it means so much to me that it's beautiful. It's like one of those things where you're like, where you're like, you know, my child is the most beautiful child in the whole world. But <laughs> other people might not agree, but it's because it's my child. Um, although I don't have children, so. Uh, do you have an idea of either your least or most? Okay, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with my least will be AD Laws. Okay, I don't love the sharp square bottle. Uh, that's based <clears throat> out of Colorado. Okay. that that bottle. Uh, my least favorite. I'm gonna go with uh, Booker's. Ugh, it just looks like a Chardonnay. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Um, and my most favorite, I, let's see. I'll give you some, I, you can't really say any scotch cause they're almost all the yeah. same. What were you going to well, say? Scotch wise. Oh, never mind. Um, I'll talk here so you can think, uh, I like, okay. I really like Sazerac. I think Sazerac's got a cool bottle. Baby Ooh. Saz does. But I think I'm gonna. I yeah. think I'm gonna. Oh, it's either Blanton's or 
I'm going to go the rogue dead guy. I think dead guy whiskey. I think it's just a cool looking that bottle. That is a cool looking it bottle. It really is. Yeah. I think rogue in general has a good marketing team. Oh, because well, like, yeah, it was an ex-Nike guy, so no wonder it has a good marketing team. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's, yeah, there's like a few uh, um, executives from Nike. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm going to go the uh, rogue dead guy whiskey bottle. It's probably one of my favorite design bottles. Okay. All right, cool. I'm, I think most favorite... Uh, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I am going to say the Michter's 10 range. Okay. Or like the Michter's 10 Briar, or even the Michter's 25 or whatever, you know. So, okay. Um, I don't, I'm not 100% behind that, but I do really like their bottles. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that's a good pick. You finally, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're, you're not picking Eagle Rare 17, and you're not picking Buffalo <laughs> Trace. So, it's a good pick for Cole. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And I, I don't think either, yeah, neither of mine were Sazerac products, so. Yeah. Um, all right, well. Although. Oh, go ahead. One of yours was. No, go ahead. Anyway. So, uh, but yeah, we got to talk about uh, wow. the results from last, last week. Last week, yeah, since our super segment. We got to, we make switch <laughs> things around here. So last week's What Whiskey Would You Choose was what you go to, old-fashioned for a get-together. Um and Cole went with Buffalo Trace. Surprise, surprise. And I went with Four Roses. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I go with Four Roses a lot, I think. But uh, um, Cole won this one 69% to 31%. Um, it was close. Yeah, shut up. All right, it was close. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, we got a lot of good feedback on this one. So um, the Herb Urbanist, yeah. uh, I was going with Wild Turkey 101. I think that's a great call. Yeah, Chris. Acula Carry. I always mess that. I don't know if that's it goes uh austin lucari i think Luca- uh, i think his name's austin uh, lucari anyway went with uh knob yeah. creek 100 proof rye uh nice. uncorked underscore edition went with elijah craig i think that's a great one right there dram hound goes with yeah. mictor's rye um that's good Ooh. yeah uh joel m09 going the rye route joel m09 said never make them <laughs> sorry i'll take whatever you're using neat and yeah, I can get by it. Joel, you gotta try it, man. You know, I he probably hasn't had a good one out in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't have Angostura bitters out there. Uh, maybe I don't know, but you know, I, I I get the sentiment. I rarely drink an old fashioned anymore, um, but every once in a while, man, it just hits a certain spot and it's great. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, what is it? The our Canadian turtle, the Brocatastinosa. Um, goes with, uh, Buffalo Trace or Bullet, uh, usually whatever they have on hand, but he'll sometimes use Woodford if he's feeling fancy. And then Uh last one here is the Bourbon Drinker 2 went with Knob Creek. So there's some good ride-ins there. Love to hear what you guys are thinking. This this week I'm excited. I want to hear your least favorite bottle. I want to hear your favorite looking bottle just on design alone. The whiskey could be crap, uh, but the design's got to be on point. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. Whiskey could be crap, but throw down. Mm-hmm. We've been having shorter episodes lately. We're, this is not too short right now. We were like averaging like 55 to an hour, but lately we've been like under well, the probably- <laughs> at least the past few. <laughs> you know, the first segment where we just kind of talk about life, like life, life's pretty much the same as it was last week. So <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, like, I saw a lot of my house. You know, I think so. I, <clears throat> I think there's a lot to talk about in the world right now, and I think we're trying to, you know, we don't want to necessarily gloss over things, but we also, you know, I, I think yeah. part of our show is 
taking a break, you know, from that sort of thing yeah. and, and having a whiskey or sure. thinking about what whiskey you're going to have and relax. And so I, I think, you know, if we were going to talk more about stuff that's going on in general, we'd probably get a little heavier and stuff like that. But I do want to say this episode, I think you hit on something really good where it's just like, I think we just all need to learn to have more compassion for each other and really look to see where yeah. people are coming from. So, um, for sure. so anyway, yeah, fun bottle this week. I really, I, you know, like definitely check it out. I think it's worth checking out for sure. But you know, more important than that, I, I hope you're getting, you know, being compassionate towards each other, share, share a dram with somebody you may not know, or you don't necessarily, um, associate with all the time and, and just get to know each other and enjoy a good whiskey. I don't know. It's kind of my hope. Cole, what's your hope? My hope is that our love of spirits lifted yours.